Hopefully that's not too long. <laughs> Did we talk for an hour? Yes. Well, oh. I I talked for like five minutes. Uh. <laughs> Crap. It might be too long. Steve. And I'm Zach, and this is Fireside Swift. How's it going, Zach? It's going well. You know, we took last week off. Uh, well, I just, yeah, we did I, a great job of telling everybody that we were going to do that, too. You remembered, too. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> good job with that, by the way. Um, no, yeah, uh, yeah, the thing is, though, I didn't. I didn't remember, because to me... Telling everybody halfway through Thursday when they expected to get the episode like that morning is not remembering. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's way too late. That's the customary I, time when we send the tweet if we remember to send the tweet. Yeah, but we should tell people ahead of time so they can prepare for it. <laughs> mm, yeah. I, I, I felt it, bad. <laughs> I, uh, I kind of did too. Not as bad as you. Though. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Um, yeah, uh, you know, uh, sorry everybody that uh, we we took the week off. Uh, we did feel like we we needed a little time. Um, you know, it's uh, there's been some stressful stuff, you know, in everybody's lives, uh, you know, for a while now. So uh, it caught up to to us for a little bit, and we both agreed that it would be wise to take the week off. And we're not sponsored right now, which is <laughs> on purpose, so we could actually do that without feeling bad or being contractually obligated to do something in addition. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, it's real funny. I've had basically no motivation to do anything outside of work. Yeah. Um, like, and and the funny thing is, during the work hours. I'm doing really, really, really good work. Like, yeah. I'm doing some of the best work I have ever done Interesting. Uh, when I'm at work. And then yeah. after work, I just don't feel like doing anything else you're, related you're to sp- it. You're spending all of your energy at work. <laughs> but the, the thing is, like, I'm so I'm so excited to do the work that I do every day. Yeah, well, that's great. And you would think, or at least I would have, that some of that would at least carry over into non-work hours right like i would i would do something but i have had like i said zero motivation to do much outside of work Hmm. which is it's uh, a little different for me yeah i usually have one or two things happening on the side just because i'm interested but i don't know i don't know it just hasn't been that way for me for the past uh couple weeks well, and that's that's okay, you know. It's 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 okay for those wants and desires to you know ebb, ebb and flow. You know, we sometimes we need a break, which is exactly why vacation time is uh, so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you used a little bit of that uh, last week for, for, the fire, <laughs> for your you used some of your fire the backed up fireside swift vacation time. Yes, <laughs> the you know the the I wouldn't say PTO because there's no P. There's just TO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the TO we, we have an unlimited time off <laughs> policy unli- here. Unlimited. That's exactly where I was going yeah. for. Yeah. 
yeah. as much as you want as needed. That's, yeah, that's our we'll philosophy. Just you, we'll just make you feel guilty if you take it. Uh, <laughs> just like a real unlimited time <laughs> um, Fireset Swift, it, always keeping it real. Well, it's really interesting is... Um, so, you know, I work for uh, Match Group, uh, you know, Tinder at Match Group, and um, Match did a, a big survey of all the employees, and um, they found something really interesting um, uh, about time off uh, you know, within all the stuff that's been happening lately. They found out that um, people are not using their time off right now, which makes sense. They're not yeah. using it because where are they going to go? What are they right. going to do? Um, they're already at home for work, <laughs> you know, so they feel like they don't want to take their time off and stay home, which they were kind of doing anyways, just yeah. working. Um, so people aren't using time off at all. And um, on top of that, they're worried that they're they're worried that they're getting burnt out because they're working more. Yes. And, uh, you know, studies have been showing, in particular in America, uh, people are putting in way more hours because they're working from home. and, and Work is always there. Yeah, it's blending that work and home time. They're actually working way more than they should. Yep. Um, and they're, they're worried that, like, if they did take time off, would that affect the time off that they want to take after, mm-hmm. you know, the country opens up again um and so like there's a lot of questions to that and so match came in i, I think this is so neat and, and cool i really like this um they came in and said all right since you guys aren't taking uh time off um we're gonna force you to take <laughs> next next thursday and friday off in addition to memorial day on monday and you know so basically oh, nice. have a five-day weekend go relax you know like i know you can't go anywhere but like don't think about work for that five days you know yeah turn your brain off go do something else read a good book just don't think about work yeah, uh, because you're gonna burn yourself out, and we're gonna have an entire workforce that's burnt out, and we can't have that. <laughs> that's that's actually pretty incredible. That's really nice. I yeah. know uh, we had a all hands meeting yesterday, mm-hmm. um, where the CEO just kind of ran ran down where everything's standing, and one of the major points he made was take time off. Like he, we yeah. know you can't do anything right now, but take time off. Basically saying everything that you just said and mm-hmm. that it is important uh you know to just relax a little even though you know your computer's at home and you do the work on the computer so your work is kind of always there that's even mm-hmm. more of a reason you should actually take time off and one of my uh one of my coworkers, um he was actually saying you know my computer is in my bedroom my bed is like three feet away from yeah. my computer so every time i get a slack message you know, it'll it'll wake up and I'll see it, and it doesn't matter whether it's you know uh, four in the afternoon or eleven o'clock at night or yep. whatever. It's just there, and so all of a sudden I'm thinking about work when I probably should be doing other things. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, my my manager, uh, who's a great manager, has basically told us if you need to take any time off, you know, no questions asked, like just you know, let me know and, you know, take some time off. If you just need to like take a mental health day, just, you know, let me know and take it. Um, yeah. because, uh, we know this has been tough for everybody. 
Um, so that's that's really great. I know not everybody has that. Um, so uh, you know, hang in there uh, if you don't have that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, really stinks that that's not the case with everybody. Um, I do feel really blessed that uh, I work for a great organization like that that you know does things like this. Um, so um, you know, hang in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's that's uh, pretty incredible. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, do we have any uh, follow-up from uh, you know previous weeks? Sure, we do. Um, let's start with Jay Wardell, or Jay Wardell. Uh, he posted his first Swift UI tutorial, and he said thanks to uh, Two Straws, Kilo Loco, Sean Allen, and us, and many others, uh, for teaching and inspiring him. And then uh, he he posted his YouTube link, so we'll we can go ahead and put that in the show notes and get other people looking at it as well. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Jay. Uh, we will definitely throw that in the show notes. Give you some props there. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the more I, I've said this several times, and Zach, you've said this several times too. It's like the best way to learn is to teach, and <laughs> um, not only. Is it great for you, the teacher, to learn these things and, and learn them you know, much better by you know, doing something like a YouTube video? You're also giving back to the community and helping other people learn by seeing through your eyes. Um, so it's super cool. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, and I mean, I've, <laughs> I've kind of lived it for the past two and a half years, right? Like uh, through this podcast and teaching others, I have learned a tremendous amount. Mm-hmm. And yeah. having... Having all of the conversations that happen outside of the show about what happens on the show uh, has has taught me quite a bit as well. Yeah, I mean this. Uh, I mean we've we've talked about that before. Like this podcast has given so much back to me. Um, you know, just there would be times that uh, you, know, you and I would talk about a subject, and I'd go into work, and the next <laughs> day somebody asked a question about what we talked about, and it's just like. Oh yeah, yeah. Zach and I talked about that. And he, did, he did. He wrote some cool notes, and uh, you know, here they are. <laughs> and, uh, you know, look at this. This is this is what we talked about. And, yeah, try this. <laughs> yeah, that's what you've been getting out of the show is cliff notes. Cliff notes. It's great. <laughs> uh, we also heard from blind underscore power underscore yt. What are your thoughts on the equal 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 operator? Would this be useful in your current code base? Keep up the great work. Um, all right, so I'm going to ask this question to you, Zach. Um, mm-hmm. Is there something I'm missing here? Is the equal 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 operator in Swift at all? Or are we talking yes. JavaScript? There, it is. No, it's it is in it is in Swift. Uh, it is what? also in JavaScript. Well, I know it, it's in JavaScript. It is. Uh, it is the identity operator. I think is what it's called. Okay. Is this um, and like... I know it's. I think it's. It's different than what it is in JavaScript. I think, uh, and the reason I say that is because um, back where I used to work, I was in a week long JavaScript training course. Yep. And the equal 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 sign came up, and the instructor asked what it meant, and I was like, "Oh, I, I know what that means," and I answered, and he just was like, "No, that's not <laughs> correct." Okay. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's in Swift. Uh, in Swift, it's the identity operator, and it's basically uh, a check for whether two instances of a class point to the same memory. Okay, so is it the opposite of JavaScript then? 
I honestly don't remember. I remember that story and that okay. that they're not the same. Um, yeah, because but I, once I, re- I stopped dealing with JavaScript, I stopped worrying about what the triple equal sign meant in it. Because I, if I remember right, in JavaScript, and and this could be completely wrong, and maybe this is the way you were thinking about it, and so I've got the same thing in my head. The equal equal operator in JavaScript is basically useless um, <laughs> because it's is the the left side of the equal equal operator um, functionally equivalent to the the right side but because JavaScript has so many different types and uh, you know things like that like um, essentially like uh, let, let's see you're like a, a Almost anything could equal anything on the other side. <laughs> right. Like, well, it's, it's like not a, one, it's not a strongly typed language. Yeah, like one equals two. Uh, a string, or sorry, one e- <laughs> one equals true. Yeah, true and one are equivalent. Uh, zero and false are equivalent. Um, a, any string and true is equivalent. Uh, <laughs> I guess any string and one is equivalent. Uh, like it's 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 like there are so many ways for that to end up being a true statement that to me in JavaScript you almost can't use that ever. Yeah. Um and so the equal 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 operator is basically what I use when I mean equal equal in JavaScript. <laughs> is that kind of what you were thinking or am I am I in the right page or like am I off? I mean um, as far as what it means in JavaScript? Yeah. Dude, I don't like I said, I don't even know. I can't remember. Okay. I But okay. But so in Swift, I, yes. If, in Swift, this would be if I'm comparing two reference-based objects, so like classes, right. I'm comparing two classes, two well, two reference objects, uh, two instances two, of, of a class. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Two instances of a class. Are they the exact same object like exactly. are they, is object on the right side pointing to the same place as object on on the right side wait yeah left side points <laughs> to the one on the right side whatever yes they are they pointing to the the same place in memory that's correct right. that's okay. that's what it means in swift yes what about a struct well you can't do it with a struct right okay, because so you're structs, not allowed to, structs okay. are always uniquely referenced that's what i was thinking okay because they're yeah yeah, I was like, so you would never use equal, equal, equal for an enum or a struct. I mean, I guess you, well, I don't know if the compiler complains at you, right? Like, I, okay. if it lets you do it, it'll just always be false, right? Okay. Yeah. In, or unless you literally put, no, it would be, yeah, well, no, if you put, if you literally put the same one, right? Oh, uh, you, yeah. I guess you could literally put yeah. the same one. If x if x <laughs> is if x is a struct, right? And I say you know let x equals you know whatever struct, and I say uh, if x equal 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 x, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, uh, yeah, that would work. But why? Yeah, would you but do I, that? Would, I would. I uh, <laughs> would. My guess. Would you ever do that? <laughs> my guess is that. It's not designed to work with structs, so you probably don't even yeah. have that ability. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder if it it's, if it intelligently looks you know it looks at it in a in a different way. So if you mm-hmm. have a value type and you know like you know let's say it's an integer, right? And right. so let x equals 
three, and then you say x equal 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 three. You know, mm -hmm. it's technically they're not pointing to the same place, but would that end up being true? I'd have to try that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, would it be useful in your current code base? That's an interesting question. I am striving to use less and less reference objects. Like I'm trying to use more mm -hmm. value objects. Yeah. So I'm trying to do more structs and enums. But references still exist. They do, uh, particularly with like view controllers, U UI kit stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't needed to, but uh, I can think of some places where I, I would. Um, or at least I, I can imagine places that I would. I I, mm -hmm. I can't think of any specific instances right now. But yeah, uh, I think I think I'm the same way. In fact, before I heard your answer, I was a little more uh, down on it. Like I didn't think it would be that useful. But mm -hmm. maybe when it comes to some UI kit stuff, I can see that. Like if you're trying to traverse the view hierarchy, and yeah. for some reason you're looking for the exact same view to do something with. Yeah, because like I, I totally forgot this was a part of the language. Because what I would have done instead for like a reference uh, object, I would, I would uh, conform to Equatable, yeah, and you know just implement the the function for that. Um, then I could use equal equal. But if, but that's a that would allow me to have two uh classes that uh are pointing to different locations in memory so like literally two instances of it that mm -hmm. could be equivalent uh but right. this is not saying that like if for some reason i really cared about like is this the same object i accessed before um you know that's that's what i need to know and i i can think of some or i again i can't think of specific instances right now but i can imagine some places where that would become handy and i i'm kind of grateful to learned something today because mm -hmm. i had forgotten about that <laughs> yeah i it's not something i ever really think about either when i'm writing code yeah yeah all right well uh next on the list uh dev underscore j mitchell uh said er, you know tweeted at us perfect timing for your episode on SwiftLint, specifically in regards to turning off or not rules in SwiftLint. at work we're considering turning off the rule not allowing multiple trailing closures since swift ui uses these sometimes now that's also a timely discussion on that considering <laughs> uh wasn't there like a, a proposal that was accepted this like this last week? yeah for multiple trailing closures for multiple trailing closures yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that, oh gosh, I think in Tinder we have that turned off. I, um, or, yeah, or sorry, turned on to, to not allow multiple trailing closures. But we're going to have to have a serious discussion about um, turning that rule off yeah. and allowing multiple trailing closures uh, because that's going to become a, more of a thing in Swift after that um that proposal goes through now is this something you use often often I, the, the multiple trailing closures I, not really because right now the syntax is so ugly yeah that i don't like it and so <laughs> i avoid it yeah um 
it also gets really confusing, which is why the Swiftlet rule is there. Yeah, it gets complicated real quick. Yeah, I want to have like something to tell me which closure is this so I know what I'm doing with it. Um, <laughs> and so I, I, I haven't... I, I know somewhat of the gist of the proposal. Um, it, it allows for uh, labels, or at least the, the parameter name, or not parameter. Um, what's it called on? on yeah, it's fun- parameter name. Yeah. Function, parameter yeah. name. Uh, so it requires the parameter name on the, the second and further down trailing closures, right, Zach? Do you, do you, did you read it? I didn't read it. I saw okay. a bunch about it. Again, outside of work, I haven't been gotcha. doing Swift stuff. I didn't stuff. know it, it came up at work at all. Um, uh, if I re- no. Well, right now, if you do a single trailing, well, any trailing closure, uh, it doesn't have the, the parameter name. So, like, if I just have a single trailing closure, mm-hmm. it's just, it drops the parameter name. Let's right. say I called it completion or completion handler. Yes. Um, that goes away. That's a common one. Yep. Yeah, you don't even write completion handler. It just you oh, you end the the function early. It looks like you end the function early. Yeah. You start the brace and <laughs> you go in it, and it's like ah, I don't like that. It's I mean, you get used to it, but mm-hmm. it's like yeah, it's not to me. It's not great. Um, fine. Okay. But then if you wanted to do even you know more trailing closures, like I think you can just append those on and you drop the parameter name. Uh, I, I could be wrong on that. Um, I should have done a little research before this, and I didn't, but this is far <laughs> so here we are. Um, and uh, this proposal means that uh, all the trailing closures after the first one you have to put the parameter name before it and it will auto complete for you, I believe, uh, and put that parameter name. So that's nice. Um, nice. and, uh, I like that. That allows me to know which one I'm in. But I, if I remember right, the vitriol that was showing up within this proposal, a lot of people did not like this. Yeah. A lot of people didn't like it. I think one of the main reasons was that first trailing closure doesn't get the parameter name, but all the other ones do. Um, yeah. So um, why don't we just pass it in uh, just an array full of uh, functions? Yeah, that'd be yeah. interesting. <laughs> Let's do that instead. Uh, of course, that's how you <laughs> write write how you write your function, right? So uh, you could do that if you wanted to. Uh, but at any rate, uh, I think you and I are are not experts on this. We did not read the proposal in detail, and. Um, I did not prepare for this, uh, so uh, we can only speak a little bit to it, uh, and we'll have to come back to that uh, yeah. once we know more. What what you know? Let us know what y'all think about it. I'm yeah, curious to hear yeah, keep us what uh, people who aren't like dug into all of the proposals and acceptance and are super active on Twitter. I, I want to know what just kind of the average person thinks about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, if you care about this, uh, definitely let us know so we don't forget about it. Um, you know, I, I don't want it to. I don't want to keep the excuse that I didn't do the research. I mean, I, I use that excuse a lot. But, <laughs> well, you never um, do the research. Correct. Uh, but <laughs> sometimes I do. And uh, if you care about this, uh, yeah, tweet it at us so we can make sure it's in the follow up, and uh, we'll 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 look more into it. If we can make Steve feel guilty enough. 
Exactly. If he you can make will me do feel the guilty. research. And, and by asking for it, I feel like that would make me feel guilty enough uh, if you say <laughs> something. But if you don't care about it, yeah, don't say anything and I won't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just keep living life as we normally do. Ignorance will be bliss after that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. And finally, we heard from Joe Cab. Uh, he wrote in to let us know that the Swift podcast guys, dev underscore J Mitchell, uh, threatened to steal our precious supply of bins, and we may need to start locking them in Fireside Swift headquarters every night. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, this is tough because, like, in a quarantine too, it gets hard to lock up your bins. Could um, we? Could we just like go ahead and just give them like one of them? Can we just kind of maybe call like call the weakest lo- one? Cut her like, early. You can have. You can have British bin. There you go. <laughs> oh, you made that decision quick. I mean, <laughs> if it came down to it. <laughs> I'm going to stay out of this one. You have that. <laughs> Ben's, uh, Zach has, uh, has judged and, uh, you know, he has chosen already. Uh, Swifty McSwiftfaced is the heel. I love you both. You can't keep him around. Uh, it's like choosing between my two children. I don't think I could. There are three um, of them. So oh, who did you right. forget? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and so, well, we got to have him on. We got to have him on. And Okay, we now we really do. Talk about making me feel guilty. Uh, yes. Uh, ben G, we need to have you on so I don't forget about you when we talk about the Ben's. <laughs> you know, there's probably a better way you could have worded that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, uh, okay. So it's like my children. Uh, gosh, our precious supply of bins. I, I, I already cut my uh, the supply out earlier. It's like my children, I pay attention to two and forget the third. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. Well, that's, isn't that the case with children? You have three children, right? Like, and oftentimes when you talk to me about them, you forget about one all the time. Uh, yeah, but that's just because I have trouble counting that high. <laughs> So do I. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, and so then uh, Joe Cab also tweeted at us. This is in the past week. He said, no new episode first thing Thursday morning. Crawls back into bed. So I guess, you know, we are... Where he belongs. Joe Cab's, like, morning cup of coffee on Thursday. Which is weird, because I feel like sometimes we would put people to sleep. But, um... Maybe that's the the thing. Uh, maybe he uses us to sleep. You know, <laughs> sleep he's, in on Thursday. He's really an insomniac. Thursday morning was what Thursday at two in the morning. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it, the episode does come out on at midnight uh, Pacific Standard Time. I don't oh. know what uh, time zone Chokeb's in, but he's uh, in Boston. He's in Boston, so three. I hours. make it a point to always know where Joe Cab is. Yeah, it's three. That's three in the morning, so you know he could use us to to get a little more sleep. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Zach. Oh, I never thought we were going to get here tonight. So, Steve. <laughs> Why didn't you think we were going to get here? <laughs> it was just all the all the comments we had, you know. I, there are so <laughs> many comments to discuss. Um, you know, the commentary is a thing. Like earlier, we were trying to have an uh, an after show, and unfortunately, uh, you you know, you kept kept goading me on. I had so much commentary on what I was talking about that uh, <laughs> we, 
we might have to scrap that entire after show because I don't think anybody wants an hour long yeah. after show. There's an hour that is not going to make the normal cut. It yeah, I think we're, we're we're gonna have to do a shorter after show. The director's cut, maybe. Yeah. So those of you who wanted a uh, fireside uh, uncut, which actually Zach, we didn't even talk about because we spent so much time talking about that other topic. Uh, Yeah. Sorry, commenting on that other topic. uh, There you go. Now you're staying with it. We need to, uh, you know, discuss uh, the live stream uh, that we, you know, we've talked about doing. I was gonna Uh, bring that up. Think after, of all the commentary that we would show. get on, on you know, live. So many comments. I don't know if I could follow them all, honestly. You know, some comments are vicious, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, 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 sometimes people just realize they, they have to turn off the comments. <laughs> they should just stay quiet and just, and just stay leave, quiet, it, quiet. leave it yeah. to yourself. You know, I almost want to say that we should just eliminate all all comments period just kill you know. just wow and let, everywhere everywhere let let people's actions speak for themselves yep yep that yeah. would make an online chat room very interesting it would yeah no comments whatsoever they do just memes have, count Ooh, i'm gonna say yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna say yes i'm pretty sure memes count but yeah, so uh, let's eliminate all comments. Uh, we don't need comments. Uh, there's, there's in 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 all you know commentary. Like, let's remove commentary from newspapers. Let's uh, let's <laughs> remove comments from uh, forums. So uh, we get nothing you know, but ads, right? Is that what yeah, you're saying? You're just pushing. Um, you're pushing yep. a nothing but ads lifestyle. Yeah, and and you know what? I'm I'm going to say like no comments in code too. Just completely eliminate all comments, and Wait, uh, I think life will be better. Where does that leave this show? You remember my internet did my internet did not go out. (laughs) (laughs) No comment. No comment. No comment. (laughs) That's what where the show is left is silence. (laughs) But the world would be a better place, right, Zach? Eh, Probably. Uh, Debatable. Maybe for the bin you forgot. Uh, so, uh, how often do you comment your code? Um, I comment it fairly often. Um, we, so where I work, uh, we have kind of a rule to comment any public function. And we're, so, okay, this is, this might be a question. Yes. when you say public function, mm-hmm. are you talking about uh, public as in this is an open source project and like other projects can use it? So like a CocoaPod or something like that? Or are you talking about public functions as in like just locally? In Internal my to the code Internal. base. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so we've, you- we've never messed with doing uh, anything that could go into a CocoaPod before, right? Gotcha. So, we don't, so we don't we don't have those rules yet. So if it's not private to the object, uh, mm-hmm. then it uh, it must have some documentation. Exactly. And speaking of documentation, does that fall under a comment? Right. So if you do a a triple forward slash, absolutely. And so okay. And see, that's yeah, so, that's another place where yeah, we so, comment. Yeah. You know, let, let, let's let's go into this properly. Our 
co- or, or topic today is <laughs> commenting code. If if you didn't figure I, that out, I really <laughs> hope they they figured it out before we got here. <laughs> it's not about commentary about code. No, we 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 decided to uh, talk about uh, the way that we comment our code um, and and touch on what is the best way to comment code. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that we could, not that we're experts on this. So this is very much an opinion base. You could almost say this is commentary on commenting. <laughs> yeah, well, this was uh, someone recommended this topic, right? Someone wrote into yeah. us on Twitter and asked if we could do an episode on commenting code. Yeah, and uh, we start talking about it, uh, and it turns out that we actually do have opinions about this. So here we go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I do. I do believe that uh, documentation like the triple slash 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 would be uh, counted as comments, and uh, I, it, depending on how you use that within your code base, would be um, how you, you know, comment in your code base. You know, documentation. Mm-hmm. So yep, and that's that's kind of the other rule we have uh, around it is. Any new class we make, we have to put documentation at the uppermost level, right? Yeah, so so real quick, for those of you who don't know, there's a, a few ways you could add comments to your code. Uh, the easiest way is the double slash or command slash when you're on a line will add the double slash to that particular line. And anything that follows on that line before you hit enter uh, will be commented out. And so in Xcode, it's usually if you're on the, well, it'll change color uh, depending on whatever, yeah. um, you know, what's that called? What, uh, whatever whatever your, your theme, theme is, is, right? Your yeah. theme, that's the word, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you happen to have the default white theme, it turns green. That's uh, that's what your comments Oh, uh, yeah. Mine turns a light blue. Yeah, so it, it really depends on what your theme is. So I didn't want to say like a blanket attorney's yeah. green. It also uh, italicizes it. It also italicizes it. Well, but again, I think that's, 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 that's also, based on the theme I was well. talking about mine personally. Mine turns oh, my, light blue and italicizes. Mine italicizes too, I think. Um, so that's that's the most common. Um, I'd say that the probably the second most common is the, the triple slash, but... Uh, I, that's only because it, it gets used a lot by like people who make um, frameworks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for the the general programmer, the next most common is slash star, and then star slash. That's the one I never use. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, that was one of the first ways to comment I've ever learned. Oh. Uh, and that was back uh, when I was learning C. So uh, the, it. Those two ways definitely persisted. I don't think there's a triple slash comment in C. I could be wrong. There might be, uh, but there's definitely the double slash and then slash star star slash. Uh, with slash star star slash, anything in between that it could be a multiple line yeah. doesn't matter. Anything between the two stars is commented out. Mm-hmm. So. That's kind of nice if you want to, like on the, on one line, comment out the middle of that line and leave the beginning and, and the end. You know, you could do that, which is mm-hmm. weird, but you could. Um, if you wanted to easily comment out several lines, let's say there's an entire function you want to get rid of and you... Uh, you don't want to have the double slashes all the way down for every single line... Um, 
basically like when if you're working with an IDE that isn't as as intuitive as Xcode and have the nice shortcut for command slash. Oh, I love that shortcut. Like imagine if imagine if you didn't have that. And, yeah, that uh, would be a pain. Yeah, that's why we used uh, slash star star slash because we didn't have in the IDs I I worked with for for C when I was learning it. Um, it was like Vim and like Nano and stuff like that, like where you you don't have like the best, uh, or at least back then didn't have the best shortcuts. Um, yeah, we we would just if I wanted to block comment, I would just do the star slash slash star. Um, you know what's funny is that I. Or, so, wow, I did star slash slash star. It's the other way around. Slash yeah. star star slash. <laughs> yes. Uh, Java has the slash slash and the slash star star slash. Um, and there's no shortcut, at least that I know of, in any of the IDs that I was using when I was writing Java. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still didn't use the slash star star slash comment that often. Yeah. And I think it's because I wasn't writing multi-line documentation often enough to think about it i used them a lot with debugging you know Mm, Um, not necessarily and because i would use it a lot with debugging i would remember it if i wanted to have multi-line comments um so that's that's why i would do it like yeah yeah often okay yeah i can see that so with swift and xcode we've got the triple slash which um remind me again that's it's more for documentation right right zach yeah then that's what it that's what it denotes is documentation right so if you do triple slash over a function uh then wherever you go to call that function in your code base you'll actually get documentation in that pop-up window yeah, when you hold down Option and yep. uh, mouse over the, or does you have to click on? It? I don't remember. Yeah, I, I think you have to click on it. I think you have to click on it, but you actually get the documentation there, which is extremely useful. Yeah, that it's super cool, and I, I've had several meetups where people have shown me, you know, how to do it. I've definitely seen it in in code before, and I have failed on so many occasions <laughs> to actually execute on this. Uh, this is a huge weakness. Uh, for myself as a developer um, but luckily I have really good company because um, almost every other developer I've ever met is terrible at doing this as well I was bad about it up until probably about a year ago okay. when we kind of made it an official thing to do when adding any new class add documentation mm-hmm. when adding any new public function use doc- or write documentation and if we came across public functions, which we don't have that many of in our code base yeah. anyway. Uh, add, go ahead and add documentation to it if it already exists. Uh, there's a couple things I really love about that policy, and I might try to take that to my team at Tinder. Um, number one, uh, A, you're you're getting better at writing <laughs> documentation, right? Um, yeah. And, and B... So I'll use number one A and B. <laughs> yeah, whatever, uh, two. Yeah. Number one was that, you know, like getting better at writing documentation. One which A, great. two one A. B. I know. <laughs> two, uh, the second reason why this is really great is um, it, it'll make you think twice about making a function public. That's, that's it, exactly. That was kind yeah. of, uh, 
you were like, man, do I really want to write this documentation? Uh-huh. Would, it, would it be easier for me just to have a private function? Uh-huh. Yeah. You're just yeah. adding just that little extra friction to, uh, you mm-hmm. know, to, to wor- you know, work on encapsulation better. Well, and um, there's, there's a time when I would actually write a function that was, for all intents and purposes, private right like Mm -hmm. it wasn't getting used outside of the uh the file i was in anyway yeah but i was just i was in this mindset of just writing funk blah 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 and then going on right yeah and so now i would write that and be like wait if if i write this if i don't put private in front of this it means i need to add documentation Mm -hmm. do i really need to add documentation because i'm not using it anywhere else okay it's private (laughs) now do you have a swiftlint rule that enforces that or is that just a a code review thing we don't it's a code review thing okay and as again as we've gotten better about it, it it hadn't been an issue uh we're not that worried about the public functions that are existing in the code base mm-hmm. now to create a SwiftLint rule or enable mm-hmm. a SwiftLint rule for it and mm-hmm. then go back through and add all of the documentation for it. Again, it's it's as we come across well, them, could, as we I do the work, you, we'll add the you documentation. You could just go through and disable it, you know, uh, mm. or, or, or mark it private, you know, that. But, you know, I think, I don't know if there is a SwiftLint rule for that. If there is, that would be cool. And I would yeah. potentially pitch that to... Uh, to my team yeah documentation on public function yeah it's it comes in handy um and it really makes you think about what you're writing uh before you're writing it especially you know i know a lot of people listening to this are um newcomers to swift or you know you do a lot of your swift work by yourself uh and when I was doing Swift work by myself, um, before I was hired professionally, everything was public, right? Yeah. Like, there was no no sense to what I was writing. It was just, again, yeah. whatever was public, I can access it from wherever, and it's great, right? Yep. yep. Um, if if you're starting Swift, or if you've, even if you've been doing Swift for a while, uh, but you're looking for something small to do to help you become better, I would suggest documenting public functions (laughs) like that just it's a very very small step but it has a large impact yeah that's 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 nice i i might i really like that um yeah it really forces you to think about some of these things Uh, and that's i think the benefit of comments um there was a point in time when uh, I don't know why or how I got this in my head, but I, you know, the idea that code should be self-documenting. Yes. Um, and so you should write your your variable names in a way that makes sense. You should write your functions in a way that makes sense, and you should be able to read the code and understand what's happening. And only if you don't understand what's happening, then write a comment. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, that bad habit got into my system. Granted you should still do that. You should still write. Mm-hmm. You should ha- you should have variables that make sense. You should have functions that make sense. Uh, you know, function names that make sense. Uh, but uh, as I've gotten older, as I've gotten more senior in- as a developer, the more I want to improve my commenting skills because uh, best intentions... You know, you, you, you think you've written this in a way that makes sense, 
and when you come like the 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 real test is coming back and looking at your code after a couple of years <laughs> and seeing if it still makes sense yeah yeah the um the self documenting code that's that's a big debate right because mm-hmm. as you're sitting there and you're writing the code it could make sense to you in that context yeah right and uh, you know, when you're when you're naming something, you are inherently limited by what your options are, mm-hmm. because you don't want to have some ridiculously long name. Mm-hmm. But if if what you're writing is complicated, yes, you can break that up as much as possible. But there are still some times when naming is already difficult enough. Yeah. Coming up with a good name that conveys something complicated, a complicated idea, is difficult, yep. and. Yep. If you can add, you know, a hundred characters worth of text above that complicated function that, you know, you read that and you automatically know what's going on. There's nothing wrong with that in my book. Yep. Yeah. And like you could also put in those comments things that you as the developer left out on purpose. Mm -hmm. Yes, Uh, that's huge, actually. It's like, you know. I I made this function and you know this is what it in, this is what it does and this is what it's intended to do and we made this compromise in the mm-hmm. future if this happens or this or we get this or whatever like we we do the work to make this thing over here we could change this function to do this yes um, you could put that in your comment uh, and that—that's <laughs> self-documenting code. Yeah, in that sense. there was there was a bug I was wrestling with, and I think I've talked about it a little bit on the show. I don't know, maybe three or four months ago, maybe mm-hmm. longer than that. Um, but it had to do with a date picker and what the minimum date of that date picker was going to be. Okay, and we had a different bug that happened around the same place as this date picker uh so i fixed that bug but i I was also looking at this code and i was like why we were setting the minimum date that you could pick to be yesterday in some cases Mm -hmm. and this date picker was saying when would you like an alert for this thing so setting it to yesterday didn't make a lot of sense to me because you can never get a notification yesterday Mm -hmm. because you're in today (laughs) Yeah. yeah um but, you know, I, I work at FlightAware. We deal with flights where you could technically leave on a flight today and land yep. in yesterday. Yep. I remember <laughs> you telling me that. <laughs> and, but again, like the way that uh, the space-time continuum works uh, <laughs> that, we call, that we call time zones, um, yep. it's just really complicated figuring all this stuff out. And uh, there were no comments on this code. So it kind of felt like whoever did this before me was like, look, we'll just say this and then we'll be done. Right. Yeah. It was actually well thought out. It was, it was well thought out and it took me like three or four days of going and talking to other people, Mm -hmm. trying to understand what was actually happening, talking with my coworker about this code uh, and trying to figure out a way where we could write code that actually gave you the correct minimum date. But again, because this is a very, 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 very complicated scenario, um, 
figuring out what that minimum date was was really undoable. Like you just you can't really figure that out because you can't mm-hmm. name all the scenarios, right? Yep. Uh so it ended up staying what it is, what it was, yeah. right? Yeah. Where and then, you know, I wrote a comment on it. Like that was yeah, that was my ticket. That, that was yeah. my ticket. I didn't actually fix it. I left a comment explaining why whoever looks at this in the future, they don't need to spend four days of their time trying to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, again, 100, 200 characters worth of uh, tweets worth of code could have saved me a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. Just just writing that comment there. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's what that's the best kind of comment right um, yeah is a comment that could save you you know days or hours of time right yes um you know all or or save you from changing it pushing that to the app store and then having people complain and forcing you to go back and do a hot fix right um you know that that would be the worst case scenario <laughs> Uh, you know, and sometimes there's just weird things and you put it in the code just to make <laughs> things work. You yep. know, sometimes Apple's got some weird stuff with their frameworks and you got to do something weird just to make it work. Mm-hmm. And you definitely don't want to necessarily remove it, you know, remove that weird code later because maybe it's the glue that holds everything <laughs> together. <laughs> um, yeah, you, uh, it, it's hard to tell sometimes, right? Yeah. Because so this was this was up. one yeah. one line of code, right? Yep. One line of code and this other function that was doing all yep. this other stuff. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. So that's that's a good use of commenting. And mm-hmm. oftentimes when I and I'm I'm fairly good at that. If I do something that's non-standard, I will comment it and and put in like this is why I'm doing it this way because this is this is strange, but here's the reason why, and that way I can come back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned uh, either last week or the well, it won't be la- last week because we didn't have last a show last show. week, last show or the show before it. Um, that uh, comments uh, that sometimes I'll, I'll put in the the Tinder code base is like uh, um, if I see something that needs to be fixed or um, there's like a, a refactoring that we want to do, um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's generally a good part there. Like if it's if it needs to be fixed, but like obviously it's not urgent, but like I've found in the code base where it is. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes I'll I'll leave a comment with the Jira ticket associated with it. Um Yes, that's and, really helpful. Mm-hmm. And that way and this is mainly because it's a larger team. And so if another team takes a look at it, they don't have to like like what if we're working at the same time? We don't have to now. It's like you know, we know that somebody else has it. If they want to do it, that's fine. They can come talk to me and take that ticket from me. Yeah. So yep. that's that's another way <sighs> I've used comments uh, to great effect. Um, and then the last way that I use comments, um, and we haven't brushed on yet, and I'm kind of surprised. I'm surprised you didn't put it in the notes. Uh, Mark to do fix me. Oh, yeah. Do you use any of those? Uh so. Yeah, we use we use Mark. Um, yeah, Mark mainly just I to, to break up. I do. Yeah, that's that's what we use all the time. It also helps because it shows up in that sidebar, mm-hmm. uh, the code yep. coverage, and so you can kind of jump around more easily. 
Yeah, uh, also, also that that drop down that shows all the functions. I forgot. Yes. I always forget what it's called. But oh, like, I uh, do too. I I rarely use that, and I really need to oh, be I better. It, about I it. use it all the time, and I oh, talk about it today. I learned, although it wasn't today. It was like two days ago. Uh, you can search that. Um, so if you if you click on that, and it's the thing that like um, it's near the top above your code. Uh, I think it's above your t- no, it's below the tabs. And uh, it's kind of like the file explorer, but it goes to the, f- the final thing where you click on whatever function you're looking at. Um, and it'll show you a list of all the functions, all the parameters of the uh, you know class or structure, r- the file that you're in, actually. Uh, it'll show them all. Um, you could just start typing with that open, and it will filter down that list. And so That's you can search incredible. it. Yeah, okay. it's super cool. Um, yeah, but my that, coworker yeah. uses it all the time, and every time he does, I'm like, "Oh, you know what? I need to, I need to remember that." And then I never yeah. do. I use marks judiciously um, because I like to divide up my code with it. It it just it's bold, you know. It, it, yeah, it, it's it makes sense. I I know my own personal projects. I like to. Um, define essentially sections within Mm -hmm. let's say it's a class like um a place for uh ib outlets initializations exactly public public properties private properties uh public functions private functions um i try to like group them together uh extensions i want to make sure i put a mark we mark our we mark our extensions yep uh-huh. And um, yeah, so I, I try to do all that just to really like f- emphasize this is the pattern that I follow. You know, all classes should follow this and it's really easy to find things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To do, not so much, um, mainly because if we write it to do in the code base, it just gets forgotten about. And what it really needs to be is a Jira ticket. Yeah. Uh because again, a lot of the times if we write it to do, it's something that, you know, maybe our product manager doesn't think is actually worth it, right? Yeah. Um, or maybe they do think it's worth it, but because we wrote it to do, it doesn't ever get in front of them. <laughs> but you because, could you, you could write it to do comment and, and like I like I do, create the Jira ticket and then that could potentially go into like whatever your your backlog is uh, right you know, and that's, for, for working on tech debt that's kind of the workflow that we need to get into yeah um, but that's, really yeah. really it just we skip over the to-do part completely and just create the the ticket from the, the outset yeah. yeah but the twos can be nice because oftentimes you while you're looking through code you see a place where you know a potential solution can go and throwing the to do there is just like a nice little like flag to say like this is where i think this should change you know mm-hmm. it doesn't always work but like you know sometimes that that's nice yeah yeah no those those are good good points um now how what are the incorrect ways to comment code Oh jeez. Um, I mean, <laughs> one of the ways that that's not a good way to comment code, and I'm sometimes guilty of this, uh, usually because I forget about it, is just to comment out lines of code that you don't want anymore, <laughs> and yes. then commit that to your code base. <laughs> I did that for a little bit as well. Yeah, I've don't gotten do much that. better. That don't uh, do that. Do you get 
uh, your PR sent back to you if you do that? Probably. Uh, we I, we I, do. I, We're pretty strict about that. I've gotten pretty good about not doing that. Um, but then again, so that I don't like. I personally, you know, check myself on that. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if I got a PR sent back for that. Yeah. I I know when I was working as the sole developer at event farm i would accidentally do that that i wish somebody would pr <laughs> yeah but um yeah that's don't do that um, <laughs> yeah that can be problematic i think excessive comments so mm-hmm. that was um, gonna be my big one yeah you don't have to explain everything you're doing and this you is know. something that I was I was guilty of, and we really? had this conversation. I I overcommented code I sent to you for event farm. Mm, okay, remember that? Yeah, yeah. And because it was like I really and you know I I really wanted you to know like what my thought process was, yeah. Uh, as you were reading the code, but I think the code itself probably would have done <laughs> done mm-hmm. that on its own. Yeah, and I think. I think that's a really common mistake by uh, younger developers or, well, junior developers. Younger doesn't really mean anything. Um, uh, I almost said it again. Junior developers, um, when you're trying to find that first job and you get that take-home project. um, You're excited. You're excited (laughs) about it. You're nervous. (laughs) And I know particularly for the event farm uh, take-home project it specifically says something like we're gonna look at your comments so it's like that little yeah. extra <laughs> tingle in the back of your head it's like oh they're looking at my comments they better be good comments i better really comment <laughs> and they comment the whole thing i think i did something similar <laughs> to be honest <laughs> when i did my first project um yeah so just be aware that like that's bad you know yeah. it's actually bad to do that <laughs> you don't want to comment too much um because uh it clutters the code base Mm-hmm. It makes it hard to read. Well, and if if you have to write a paragraph over a function describing what that function does, you may need to kind of look at that function a little more closely. Yeah, because absolutely. it's probably it's probably something you could break out a little bit mm-hmm. or just break down and and have that function call other functions that you know make more sense in context. Right. Yeah. That way, you don't have this function that is two hundred and fifty lines of code. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Definitely comment things that are substandard. You know, yeah. think or not substandard. Uh just yeah, not non non standard. Yeah, non standard, yeah. yeah. Uh so because like there those, are those weird sometimes... those weird date things that you mentioned and like stuff that yes. you, you that are against the grain. You but know, they make sense sometimes to mm-hmm. do that, right? Mm-hmm. But uh in general, like there is some good things to be taken from like the you know self-documenting code concepts, you know, like the that that uh, movement, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something to be take, taken from that. Like it is like you don't want to say the same thing twice. You know, if you are literally if your function is named appropriately, and then the sentence above it that says <laughs> what the function does is exactly the same as the function name, why put that? That's that that is just cluttering everything up um mm-hmm. so just you know don't over comment <laughs> yeah but uh it's real yeah. easy to do uh when yeah. you first start out right mm-hmm. and i mean i was going from basically no comments because i was uh working on my own project and naive enough to believe why wouldn't i understand what this stuff does 
yeah. uh, to, okay, I need to turn something in that someone else is reading. How are they going to know what it does? Yeah, and there's also, you know, another another um, thing that we didn't talk about here. Um, if you are working on, let's say, like an open source framework, uh, or a frame, it doesn't have to be open source, a framework, really, mm-hmm. uh, that has... You know, it's it's a plugin or something like that. That uh, it has an interface that other people will read. That you can comment the hell out of. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like yeah, um, yeah. That's that's like look at Apple's documentation. I was about to say go into like foundation, like you know, uh, go into the documentation on an array. Yeah, it's ridiculous, but <laughs> it needs to be like I, if they. Yeah, if they didn't put comments there. Whoa. Yeah, I find That's myself awful. reading their comments quite often. Yeah, so th- that would that, and I think the perspective that Zach and I were presenting is mainly from if you're working for a company or your own yourself, how would I con- You know, how would you comment your code? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if you are working on open source, which is something that, like, you know, Zach, you and I, we, we don't do that often. No, no I've, um, I've made one commit to one open source project. Yeah, and I, I've dabbled very little in it. Um, so it's, it's, it's not something that's on my mind often, but I don't want to forget about the people that do that or are interested in doing that. Um, comments are even more important in those projects. Yes. Yeah, um, mainly because those are going to be consumed by... Many, many people who do not have access, or hopefully who do not have access directly to you. Yep. Uh, if they do, that might become a headache. Yeah. And, and, and But there's some basic rules there, too. When you comment, you're commenting the publicly, fa- you know, the public facing side of that. So, like, you know, whatever is, the interface is, that's yeah. like the protocol. You're going to comment the hell out of the protocol because that's what they're going to implement, and that's how you know that's how they're going to see inside your your framework. Yeah. Um, and then once one you know everything past that, you know the the other bits of advice we gave can apply. Yep. But yeah, yeah. And I think that's about all I've got <laughs> for comments. I I am I am out of comments. That's all my commentary. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, great. Well, great. And we didn't have any uh, reviews this week. So, uh, you know, I know there are less people listening out there because nobody's got a commute anymore. And I'm really curious how that's going to play out for the rest of the year. Um, yeah. Because, uh, uh, you know, it, it, looking at our, our analytics, um, we were definitely a, a commute podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, we thrived on people with commutes, and now no one has a commute. So um, I'm amazed at the, the the number of you who still listen to us, uh, even though uh, you're not stuck in a, a confined box for for over an hour. That <laughs> <laughs> you're forced to listen to some something, and and you choose us. Uh, I'm amazed that uh, those of you who, who choose your your free time to listen to us, and I really want to thank you. Yeah, that we really appreciate it. Yeah, so this is a shout out to to all of you who continue to listen to Fireside Swift, um, even under the circumstances. Really, oh, really appreciate you. I like that. It's our shout out to y'all. Yeah, 
Yeah. And if you want a, a very particular shout out, uh, you want us to make fun of your name uh, because we can't pronounce <laughs> it, uh, anything like that, feel free to uh, give us a review on the Apple Podcast app. Um, and uh, we will be, you know, more than happy to butcher anything about <laughs> your, your comment. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, we're great at that, specifically yeah. that aspect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for us. Uh, well, hold on. Hold oh. on. Hold, just real quick. Oh. Mm, ah. Real quick. There was something brought up on Twitter. Okay. This is follow-up. Well, it's something that was was suggested in a tweet we sent out. Okay. And it, it's something you brought up a little bit earlier, and it's the idea of a live stream. Mm, yes. So we actually had people that were interested. Yes, we do In know a that. live yes. stream. Yes. Yes. Uh, and so, you know, because I know not everyone sees our tweets, not everyone is on Twitter, um, you know, I just wanted to put it out there on the show itself. If that is something you are interested in, let us know. Um, Absolutely. Either if you are on Twitter and you didn't see the tweet, send us a tweet, send us a message, uh, or you can just go ahead and send us an email. And it, it, it could just be, hey, that would be something I'm interested in. And that, Good, yeah, that's that it. would really that would go a long way for us to decide whether or not we want to put in that effort it's it is so much easier for us to just get on the phone with each other and record yeah. um, it's it's quite a bit more to set up the twitch channel and you know make sure that it's live and that you get you can see us and and we wear can, a shirt you know, see with sleeves comments. exactly uh <laughs> you know announce it somewhere uh i don't even know how we would do that i guess we would do it on twitter yeah. um that and also like we would have to uh, you know watch a little bit of what we say you know because <laughs> like sometimes i mean zach and i are friends and we will talk <laughs> about private things about our families our, yeah. about our personal lives that we i edit out <laughs> <laughs> do not go out on the airways. Um, we would have to self-edit um, ourselves if we did a live stream. So yes. that's one of the things I think that has been slightly holding us back. But, 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 uh, we would absolutely sacrifice that if this is what you all want. Um, and I think we kind of want to do it too. Uh, we, we just have the, that little bit of friction holding us back a little bit. Yep. So anything that like if it's if this is something that you actually want to want us to do um it would go a long ways uh if you just let us know um and uh we will do that for you mm-hmm. yeah yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can yeah we'll see what we can do yeah you got fiber now i have fiber now it was a <laughs> pain in the neck and a headache but it's it's all hooked up now yeah <laughs> all right well Thank you all for coming out, uh, and we will see you next week. Y'all have a good one. It's such a good feeling to be at the end. A happy feeling that there may have been a mistake or two. So we'd like to hear from you. Twitter's great. Breaker might beat it. Email's fine, but we rarely read it. But we love five-star reviews. And we promise to mention you. Get a pen and write this down <laughs> Just kidding, who's got pens around? Still they'd love to hear from you Steve Berard and Zach Bellew Tweet at Zach and have some fun At T-F-A-L-G, all you do one At T-F-A-L-G, all you do one He'll write back when his work is done Tweet at Steve and you will see 
clever use of the emoji at SWB E-R-A-R-D Fireside Swift has its own handle So you can burn three sides of the candle At Fireside underscore Swift At Fireside underscore Swift And if your message is a little too long There's Fireside Swift at gmail.com FiresideSwift.com FiresideSwift.com The fiber isn't actually all that interesting. Um, long story short, the contractors came out to bury the fiber line and to run the fiber line. Okay. from the the hub uh uh-huh. they dug up everything in doing so they cut the existing cable so what i was currently um, using for purpose. internet no no oh, fun. this was this was no this, so atn <laughs> we have we have fiber through atnt right so these are atnt's okay. contractors they came yeah. out they cut spectrum's cable that's good. That's very yeah. good. And also, they cut the fiber line that ran to my neighbor's house down the street. Oh, I'm sure they loved that. Oh, yeah. No, she came out all sorts of pissed off. Yeah. Um, And so they... And the guy was just... He was angry. Nothing was working right. My yard was all torn up. Uh, he... After about a... It was like two or three hours. They got... My neighbor... They ran a new line to my neighbor's house, right? So not only is the side of my like the side of my yard torn up where they ran it to my house, they had to rerun it across my front yard, the entire length of my front yard over to my neighbor's house to repair the line. Wonderful. Uh, they had to find where they actually cut the cable uh-huh. uh, for Spectrum and uh, fix that, splice okay. in a new piece of cable. Okay. Um, and then at about noon, the the main contractor he knocked on my door and the whole time he was complaining he said this was going to be his last job with at&t he hates doing jobs in my neighborhood because the ground is so rocky uh (laughs) it's impossible to work over here um (laughs) i'm sure you love hearing that yeah it was great it was great and then he left right so none of the cables are buried yet this is this is a great experience he leaves he says we'll be back tomorrow to finish it up i said okay i wanted you to know oh it also started raining while they were there (laughs) so they were trying to do all this in the rain uh he leaves well before he leaves he says we'll be back tomorrow to finish all this up get everything buried and then you'll be good to go and i said sounds great i could tell he was under like just a lot of stress he wasn't happy i was like you know what that's fine good do whatever it is you need to do. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next day rolls around. No one comes out. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> God. He just, he quit. Like, he just straight up quit. Yeah, he just, yeah. Because <laughs> before he left, he was talking about how AT&T stiffed him on a j- yep. previous job. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So you, they, they were telling you they weren't going to pay for this one either. And so you're yeah. just not doing the work because you were already quitting this line of work anyway. Yeah. Um, so and that was that was Tuesday, I believe. Maybe it was Wednesday. Okay. I think it was a Wednesday. Uh when they didn't come out. So I, I call ATT or I chat with them Wednesday online and I say, Okay, we had a contractor come out to run fiber to our house. 
I'm not sure what state the fiber is in right now. There are lines running all over my yard. Um, I don't know if it's fully hooked up yet. I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on. The contractor said he was going to be back out today. He did not come back out today. You know what? I don't have anyone else to talk to outside of you. Like, how do? What do I need to do? And the the person I was chatting with said, "Okay, you know that's great. We'll get you set up. Sorry for the inconvenience. We'll have we'll have someone out tomorrow." And I said, "Okay, great. Just I want you to know, again, like I don't know if I can have a tech come out tomorrow to actually install the fiber, like run the wire and do all the like home installation." Because I don't know where the fiber connection is at right now. The fiber might not be connected. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say, okay, yeah, sure, that's that's not a problem. I understand. I said, okay, I got off I got offline, went and talked to Lauren, and I was like, there's no way that the person understands what I just told them. <laughs> I was like, I just I just know that when they said we'll have someone out tomorrow, it, what they meant is we will have a tech out tomorrow. Yeah. And uh so tomorrow of course, rolls around. Tomorrow rolls around. I get a call at about 8.30 in the morning. It's a tech. Yep. And I pick up the phone and he says, eh, this is blah, blah, blah with AT&T. I said, okay, this is blah, blah with AT&T. I'm coming out to do the home install. Okay. Um, I think there was a miscommunication. <laughs> yeah, you do realize that. Just so you know, yeah. the, the fiber may be installed. I'm not totally sure where the connection's at right now. Uh, I do know that I was told that when the contractors left this gray PVC pipe with some coiled black wire outside of my house that it should be ready. And I had that, but I also had a yard that was all dug up or that had wires running over it and needed to be dug up to have all the wires buried again. So I don't know if they actually completed that job yet. Or yeah. if they need to come back out and finish it up. Uh, and he's, and I was like, but, you know, if you're going to come out, you can at least tell me where I stand with everything else. Like, you can run a test and say, okay, your fiber's not even connected yet. Um, if it is connected, I guess you can go ahead and do the rest of the installation that you want to do. Um, mm-hmm. And he said, okay, yeah, no, we'll go ahead and come out and just see where you're at and go from there. And I said, that sounds great. Well... He hung up the phone, and about 20 minutes later, the contractors pulled up. <laughs> so they they came out, and they just immediately got to work. They dug up my front lawn to finally bury my neighbor's fiber. They dug up her entire front lawn to, to finish burying her fiber. Uh, the tech showed up. Quick quick question. Yeah. Uh, is there grass on these, these yards? Yes, it's grass. So it's destruction. This is they're destroying people's yards here. Yes, they are. Okay. There okay. there are trenches dug out, right? Yeah. And they have dug a trench through my yard before because my neighbor had it installed about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. So I do know that like that that trench stays kind of dug, right? Like you can tell where that line was yeah. for it'll be like the next couple of months, right? Before so, yeah. the grass grows and it kind of gets back to normal again this is nice yeah yeah it's it's fantastic in fact they dug over on the side of my driveway so much that there is no longer any grass there at all hmm. it's all just dirt yeah so that's cool um luckily it's just a very small strip and it was kind of dying anyway uh but it's just it's all gone now right like now yeah. i have nothing <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah. 
they, but they finally they put everything back there. The tech came in. We talked about the different places he could run it. Uh, he said he did not want to go in the attic, and I was like, "But what if we want it in this interior wall where it would be perfect?" And he was like, "Okay." And he went up and he did go up in the attic to take a look around, and he said that he couldn't do it because we had uh, there was a beam running right over that wall that he couldn't drill through. And also, I don't know if you remember when you were here, uh, the ceiling in the living room, it's not vaulted, but it does go up a little bit. And it's like, it's higher than the rest of the house. Yeah. Uh, And so, he also didn't have access that way. I mean, I don't know if he was just feeding me a bunch of lines. He did say, like, all of the air ducts are everywhere. I know that's true. Like, I, I know that we have air ducts kind of running all over the place up there, so I get that. Hmm. Um, and so he's like, well, so I'm not going to do any interior walls, uh, but we can run a line from the side of the house to any exterior wall. And so we ended up having him run it to right next to the back door. Uh, so it's okay. basically right, it's right in the living room. Our modem's up there right now. Yeah. Uh, they ran the wire up under the eaves and you can't see it for the most part up until you get to the backyard. And then, I mean, even then it's just, it's one wire running, uh, kind of right under the roof line and then down the side of the door and then up into the wall. Yeah. It's too bad though. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, but it, I mean, it blends in pretty well. Uh, it's going to suck if you ever need to have the siding replaced. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. It's yeah. There are worse things. Yeah. In life, but yeah, no, he wasn't. He wasn't about to to run that Cat Five cable through the attic. Man, uh, this sounds like a very delightful experience, and uh, yeah, makes me really want to be a, a homeowner that uh, <laughs> ha- has things like this that need to be installed. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where. We really were not happy with the spectrum service we were getting. It was oh, just yeah. always it was always who, spotty. Who, who is? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was just as expensive as fiber with AT and T. In fact, for the first year, we're getting it for twenty dollars cheaper a month than fiber uh, than spectrum was. I remember when I moved to Ridgecrest, California. I. Uh, when I first moved there, I asked around. I was like, "All right, so what are my options with internet?" And um, <laughs> limited? Like, Were they limited? Yeah, like, like they are everywhere else. Is there fiber? No. Uh, uh, heck, no. No fiber. Not yeah. uh, that fiber doesn't exist out there. Okay. <laughs> cable? Yeah, there's cable, but it's limited. What do you mean limited? Uh, they ca- <laughs> they cap your data. What? Uh, who caps yeah. data? They cap data. The, the cable company out there. I don't remember who they were. Okay. Uh, there's also DSL. Hmm. DSL. Do they cap you? No. Um, you know, but it's slower. Okay, but how slow? Well, it depends. All right. Cool. So uh, I decided to to take a look and and I think I actually signed up for the DSL because it wasn't capped. It was like two megabits. Per oh God, that's so hard. That's it. Was rough. it. I'm like, are you kidding me? I, 
immediately dropped it and and, and went to, <laughs> i was like you know what I, I i don't care about these limits you know if i hit them i hit them whatever yeah. and i mean it was a pretty he- pretty hefty limit it would you'd have to be like running like a server farm or something like that to hit it but yeah um at that point in my life i was a little brass and was like uh i i didn't want to even condone that kind of behavior right um <laughs> yeah well at&t uh caps you you can get like you can pay extra for the unlimited yeah um, well, but luckily yeah. luckily the unlimited package is bundled into if you get the gig fiber gotcha. which is what we have so yeah. they waive that fee uh and so again it ends up our bill went down 20 dollars to get 10 times yeah. better internet yeah. It's essentially yeah. what also AT&T is paying us $225 in rewards money to switch. So yeah. I mean it was like every, and I had to keep calling Spectrum because uh again AT&T said they were going to be out one day. Uh they came out and they said fiber wasn't run to the house and that was another thing that I had already told them but they do what they do is what I'm learning. Yeah. Uh, so then we had to reschedule that. And because we had to reschedule that, I had to bump back the date of canceling spectrum. And I don't know if you have ever called a cable company to disconnect the service, but it's not a pleasant experience. No, it's not. Uh, it really so isn't. doing it twice and I'm actually going to do it a third time because oh. I bumped it all the way back out to the end of the month because I had no idea how long all this was going to take. Yeah, now but you now, want to try to get it sooner. Exactly. Good now, good, good luck with that. I don't have high hopes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, usually it's like two weeks out from when you could actually cancel it anyways. Yeah, so um, I'm going to try to do that tomorrow. Wish me luck. Yeah. And, but I mean, again, every time you call and and why are you switching? And I see you never called us before. If you were having issues with the service, why didn't you call? Uh, why? Wh- what kind of what kind of uh, what kind of promotions are you getting? Do you know that we offer uh, promotions? We can give you the same price that AT and T is giving you. And I'm like, no, no. Here's the thing. I called Spectrum about a year ago because they kept raising our rate to mm-hmm. talk about you know like. First of all, let's not do that anymore. That's not a good thing. <laughs> do you know what the Do you know what the guy said on the other end of the phone? He goes, okay. "I there's not I cannot give you a better rate in any way. In fact, you are already getting the best rate." And at this point, like my rate was it was like ninety three dollars and seventy five cents a month, and he goes. You're getting the best rate. Then the next best rate we can we have available is ninety four dollars. Wow. And I was like, "You're telling me I'm saving a whopping twenty five cents a month?" <laughs> and you, you, the way he was talking about it made it sound like they were offering me kind of like free internet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, are are you not yeah. happy with this twenty five cent discount you're getting? Yeah, I don't understand. You understand that's a full quarter, right? <laughs> a month. That's a like month. You get twelve a of those a year. Twelve <laughs> of those. <laughs> oh, and I just—it was. He said it, and he was so. He sounded so sincere about what a great <laughs> offer we had. I I just hung up the phone. I knew wow. there was like that was just it was done. I hung up the phone. I went to talk to Lauren, and I was like, I I don't. 
how are you supposed to talk to someone like that? Like, yeah. You probably could have tried calling back and getting somebody else. Uh, again, talking to them is not fun, though. And, like, no, and they know that. They know terrible. that, right? Yeah. Like, they know how hard it is to do all this stuff. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons. Like, that conversation is what started our talk about switching to AT&T, yeah. right? But, again, we knew just getting AT&T was going to be a headache because of all of the infrastructure they needed to put in place yeah but you have it now we have it now thank god it's yeah it's so much better it's more stable it's much much faster um it's got all the bells and whistles you could want we are we are really happy with it nice and the call quality has been very clear so uh, so, we haven't so good we haven't even gone fuzzy on my end at all so that's I'm great. really happy about that. That's great. Yeah, I, I have fiber on my end. Uh, it's not as good as yours. Um, I'm through Frontier, which I guess is Verizon. It's, it's Verizon, but it's yeah. through Frontier. Um, and I don't know why, but it's it's maybe because it's so dense out here. It's it's much more expensive to get to the, uh, the gig uh, plans. So... I think I'm on a hundred up, hundred down, which hundred meg up, hundred meg down. Yeah. Um, but that's, I mean, that's seems to be plenty for us. Um, but uh, now that quarantine and all that, and we're, uh-huh. we're at home, maybe I'll see about bumping it up if uh, it ever feels like we need to. But and that's see. that was kind of the nail in the coffin for Spectrum. Is oh yeah. The the fact that for the past two months I've been working 100 percent from home, yep. meaning. When, when I used to go into the office on Tuesdays and Thursdays, yep. we would schedule our meetings on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yep. That way, me and my coworker, myself and my coworker, could be in the office at the same time during the meetings, right? Mm-hmm. So we were on the co-working space's internet, which, yeah. was, which was fine, right? Yeah. Um, but over the past two months, we've started having more and more meetings where I've been at home. 100% oh, yeah. of them actually. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the the internet at times would really really struggle. Yeah. And I would be dropping off of calls like mm-hmm. I would spend the entire meeting just figuring out the internet, right? Like if I'm just yeah. doing work, right? Like just writing swift code, talking on Slack, uh committing code, so like pushing stuff to GitHub, mm-hmm. pulling stuff down from GitHub. That was never an issue. Yeah. Um, but actually getting into a, a Slack call with someone who was sharing video or getting into a mm-hmm. Zoom meeting with yep. someone who was sharing video, they all of a sudden everything was pixelated, yep. nothing was working. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I we're gonna be doing this uh until September. I I can't. I, I just I can't. <laughs> yeah. When it starts affecting my actual employment, uh, it becomes a lot easier to make those phone calls. <laughs> you know, yeah, totally. Ding. That's for that's for Mr. McSwift face. <laughs> 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 <laughs>